Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. This is your Soul Tribe Saturday, and I'm very excited to introduce a friend of mine. Her name is Jennifer Kelly. She is a certified health coach and the founder of Feeding Your Life, and she's also a, a Kundalini yoga instructor. And I wanted to get together with Jennifer today to talk to you a little bit about food as medicine and the power of the things that you are choosing to put into your body. And I think that it becomes even more important now than ever, um, coming out of the, the year that we just came out of and the new challenges that we're facing uh, inside of our lives, different levels of stress, different viruses and airborne bacterias in the world, you know, really trying to place focus on our bodies in potentially a way that you never have before. And I know that for those of you who've been listening to me, I've been putting a lot of focus on getting in your body. And the importance of this inside of this this year in particular is We've been discussing from a planetary perspective, the energy of the age of Aquarius and the different kinds of energies and vibrations that we are coming in contact with now are very, very mental. They're all about the intellect. They're all about the head. They're all about uh, collecting information. There's a lot of head stuff going on. Aquarius is an air sign. And so we're getting a lot of this air energy coming into our lives and in order to stay balanced, we have to look at how can we balance our bodies through the tools we have at hand. And our diet and our nutrition is a huge part that I think we often take for granted and aren't giving it the attention that it truly needs. So some of the other things that I've been talking about along the way are the ability to get grounded and stay grounded, to be able to balance our adrenals, that keeping our adrenals calm and neutral will also support our immune system. And so Jennifer's going to help us today by talking a little bit about all of these things, her ideas around food as a natural tool for us to keep our energy grounded, and how that ripple effect kind of comes out to these other areas. I want her to start, though, by telling you a little bit about herself and her own story, why she started this journey, why she is so passionate about this, and what brought her here. So Jen, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on your show today. I'm honored to be here and to share a little bit about food as medicine today. 
I did not always have a real solid understanding of food as medicine. Um, I didn't grow up in sort of like a health nut household. So when I was in my early 20s, uh, I was diagnosed with a, an autoimmune condition. And I went to the doctor and the doctor said, okay, well, you know, you just have to take this medicine. And I said, well, you should know, doctor, that uh, I don't really take good care of myself. I'm sure there's a lot I can do to improve my condition. I, you know, I don't exercise. I never eat vegetables. I don't ever drink water. I was addicted to diet soda, um, you know, fast food, takeout, whatever. And, and he didn't, in one second, he just said, it doesn't matter. Uh, food doesn't matter. And I said, oh, okay. I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't expect the doctor to say that. But for some reason, I just felt like I owed it to myself to try and, and um, make some changes. I knew there was a lot of things that I could do. And so I, I really didn't know where to start, but I, I uh, made myself a smoothie. This is what the healthy people were doing in those days. It's like 20 years ago. And uh, God knows what I put in there, but that's what I did. And uh, it sort of got the ball rolling um, because I, I introduced that. And it really was probably the only real food I was eating at the time. And it really changed. Looking back, I could see that that was a very pivotal um, day, even, that it just changed the whole course of my thinking and, and where my body was going. But it start, started me on the um, strategy that I now share with my clients. So I added this one thing in and then all day I was just walking around feeling like I was a total health nut, you know, I'm like, look what I'm doing, it's green and you know, whatever. And I was just feeling so good about myself and I went to bed feeling like a superstar and I just kept doing that. I just kept adding in the one thing at a time and, and really just feeling good about it. And um, so eventually I found a functional medicine doctor and he really taught me a lot about autoimmune and the role of self-care and the adrenals and the liver and um and so within a couple of years the way i was you know applying this strategy to myself i was able to get my auto body levels now down to um undetectable and uh without medication and that is rare anyone who who is in the autoimmune world knows that is very rare and um and it was really, really just with food and also with the mindset, you know, of um, working toward my goal and keeping my head focused on what was going well and, um, and that sort of thing. And so eventually I switched careers and, uh, you know, started my own business. And so I've been doing this for almost 12 years now and, and sharing that, that same strategy with everybody that I work with. And the, the, the real, like, beauty is that and I find like it's so different from most diet plans and wellness plans that are telling you you have to give something up and, you know, make you feel bad about yourself and, and things like that. Um, this really focuses on, on what's going well and it works. It just works really well. And I see people from five years ago, from 10 years ago, and, and they're still healed and doing the, you know, the work that we, that we talked about. And so that's, what's beautiful for me to see. I mean, I know it works long-term, it completely changed my life, but, but I've seen it in so many of my clients over the years. So. Well, you said something interesting. I, I'd like to 
elaborate a little bit when you were talking about making that first smoothie for yourself. You used the the term real food that you it was the first and only real food that you were putting in your body. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that, you know, there are there are certain plans out there that a lot of people subscribe to. And some of them are very kitschy and, you know, super popular right now. I mean, Weight Watchers has been around forever. You know, we've got the keto craze. We've, you know, we've got all of these different things that recommend different macros. But There are still plans that are saying, you know, you can buy your food in a box, you can buy, you know, this, this. So just talk a little bit about your, uh, your perspective on what is real food and what is not real food. Mm -hmm. So I, I used to, before COVID, uh, work in schools with, with um, kids and I've been doing that for quite a few years. And uh, I used to tell the kids, uh, real food is what grows in the ground or walked around. And it was just an easy way to remember it. And, you know, I tell the adults too, because it's an easy way to remember it. Um, so basically, you know, and then there'd always be somebody who'd be like, what about the fish? You know, so I think you get it, right? It's like um, the, you know, what what was here for our ancestors? What was here for, you know, the, um, the early humans? You know, whoever created us created a menu for us. And, and that's the real food. And I do, you know, I do have a, you know, a list of criteria, you know, so if you're, if you're in the supermarket and you're saying, thinking, okay, I want to buy some real food, it's the food that only has one ingredient because it is the ingredient, right? You know, broccoli's broccoli, banana's banana, mango's mango. It's the food that's in its original form, especially the plant life. It really doesn't look any different than it did from when it was on the farm or, um, you know, very slightly altered. Maybe it's trimmed down, but um, very slightly altered. Um, the animals obviously are not going to be alive anymore, but they should resemble, um, and you know, the meat. And the real food is, you know, as I said, it's the food that humans have been eating for over 100,000 years, you know. So when we eat these foods... The human body recognizes them, you know, we, we know what to do with them. So there's this, you know, sort of harmonious assimilation, you know, when we eat them, they happen to have everything that humans need to thrive, vitamins, minerals, fiber, water, everything that our organ systems need, everything, you know, you're talking about immune system, everything that we need for the systems to run um, can be found in, in the real food. And uh, they come from the earth. That's that's where we come from, right? You know, we forget that we're part of nature too. We're animals running around on the planet just because we're inside so much. And um, But our ancestors, you know, they lived outside with the animals. They worked outside. They slept outside. You know, they're much more connected to, um, to where the food was coming from, for sure. And the food that's real, that is in that plant category obviously as i said the animals are not alive anymore the plants have the life force energy and so you know those of you (laughs) not i can't those of you out there who can see auras um you can see the auras on the food i'm sure too i always show this to the students because it's amazing if you could see the um aura around i mean it's life force energy we call it around plants but if you could see it you might be more apt to, you know, be attracted to it, right? So that's that's a daisy, right? So this is curly in photography, which captures the energy field around a living thing. 
and I'll just show you like a food. And what's what's the what's the book called? Just so people who are yeah. listening to the podcast can mm -hmm. go and check out those photos. Definitely. Yeah. So this is Kirlian Photography, K-I-R-L-E-A-N. This is a Kiwi. So I always think of like if the Kiwis in the supermarket looked like that, you know, you'd be like, oh, maybe I want a Kiwi. <laughs> um, eating for beauty. It's is it coming back uh, up backwards, right? It's eating for beauty, David Wolf with an E. And, uh, and it, these, these pictures I had seen when I was in um, nutrition school, he was one of the, one of the instructors and he's showing us these pictures. This is a drop of olive oil, right? That's the life force. Oh my gosh. And he's showing us these pictures and we're in a, um, like an auditorium, huge auditorium. It's a movie screen and he's showing us these slides, you know, that's a goji berry. So for those of you who are just listening on the podcast and, and aren't getting the, the visual through the YouTube, the pictures that Jennifer is showing uh, basically look like under like deep underwater anemones, like the sea anemones that glow, that have, what do they, what do they call that? The, there's uh, the aluminum. Uh, the bioluminescence. Bioluminescence, <laughs> yes. So that's what these pictures look like. Is like you're looking at a drop of olive oil, and it looks like a, a sea anemone with bioluminescence, <laughs> like, like lightning streaks. Coming that's out. so <laughs> cool. Or like those balls that you you touch yeah. inside the science museums. That like right. the lightning. Yeah, that's just so amazing. Uh, but I think that the the life force part of it is is so so important that I think a lot of people don't make that natural connection. Well, it was so impressive to me, you know, when he showed these on the big screen and I was like really getting a little emotional, you know, like this is the, this is the menu that's being offered to us. And we're just, you know, no, I'll go to Wendy's, you know, just we're missing it, you know? And, um, and there was one point in the slideshow where um, he's doing one slide after next and it got to a blank screen and we thought it was like um, a, like a, and a mistake in the slideshow. So somebody yells out, can't see, next slide. And he goes, no, no, that's cornflakes, like black, you know, no energy. And, you know, it's just so powerful to see the image. You know, we, we are living beings, right? We want energy to every, all my clients complain, I need more energy. We want energy. We want to be able to be thriving through the day and, how many of us start our day with that like dead cardboard box energy right versus throwing a handful of goji berries in your in your smoothie or your oatmeal or whatever and you know starting the day with that powerful energy so um, i do think that life force piece is is something that's totally overlooked just because we can't see it you know it's incredible because i mean there's there's a lot of people that i know that have started to make the connection it's very interesting how we compartmentalize these things in our in our brain, right? It, because there's a lot of people that are starting this this spiritual journey, this opening, looking at natural ways of health, and you know these different things, and they're very naturally drawn to essential oils, or you know crystals are super fun, you know, like all of these different ways that they can start integrating these alternative therapies into their lives, and they understand the science behind an essential oil, right? Like it's literally the life force from the seed of the plant. Yet they'll walk into the kitchen and crack open a, a a protein bar, you know, instead of actually getting the real plant that they're using through their essential oils. So 
it's it's a very interesting psychological breakthrough that needs to happen with this. And so inside of this idea of raising our vibration physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, spiritually through the the things that we're actually feeding our body and food as medicine. You were bringing up this this idea around like what's been kind of moving through your head lately um, inside of what you do. And this the same thing that I've been talking about as far as staying grounded, being in your body, um, that you've been having the same kind of messages come in about how you're working with food and how you're working with your clients to keep them grounded. So let's talk. We've already it was a wonderful bridge that you brought to talk about, you know, the history of humanity and how earth was our provider for, for so long and still is, but we're not connecting with it anymore in the way that we used to, that there was this very synergistic relationship between the living things that were on the planet and the planet itself. And we've kind of gotten out of balance there and bringing people kind of back to that to reconnect with mother earth and you know one of the simplest ways of doing that is through food but not making that connection so talk a little bit about what you've been chewing on I, that was a funny way to say that um so what's been going on inside of your your thought process and and these ideas that have been coming forward about grounding your clients with the food that they're eating mm-hmm. I think coming off of uh, the year that we just came off of, the teachers that I was working with that I used to be working with in school, now I was, you know, Zooming with them at home. So now they're home, they're managing work and family and their kids are home. And, you know, so there was a lot of overwhelm, uh, you know, in, in the clients that I was working with. And, you know, that alone, that alone, that overwhelmment is an extreme, right? So the, the one thing that seems to be, you know, across the board, no matter what, the body hates extremes, okay? And we'll just do whatever it can to rectify the situation, right? And, and sometimes it's shouting at you and, um, you know, sometimes it gets to that point where it's just so out of control, you know, you have to have some loud symptom, right? The body talks to you in symptoms, cravings, and emotions. So, you know, you're going to, it's going to get your attention one way or the other. So overwhelm is this, you know, um, you know, super yin um, energy. And when it kind of hits that point where it's too much and you're feeling all over the place and unraveled and unwound, um, if you are not grounded, if you're not, um, if you don't have a solid foundation in your food, it's real easy to balance that off with something super grounding like salt, you know, potato chips, peanut, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so we we're talking about that, about like how to get, you know, how to get that foundation to be solid enough so that, you know, the world can kind of tip you a little bit, but it's not going to throw you completely out of balance. And that solid foundation really starts with your real foods, you know, so it grows in the ground and walks around. So within that category, you have the foods that are going to be uh, slightly more just by nature of how they grow, slightly more grounding, and then slightly more uplifting as 
you know, in, in everything, we, we don't want too much of either thing. You know, it sounds great to be, to be, you know, flexible, right? But you don't want to be only flexible, right? So that's, um, that's why you need the, the grounding. So whenever I show people this yin and yang chart of food, they're thinking like, wait, you know, is this good? Is this bad? You know, diet mentality, diet mentality. That's that whole like things are good for you or bad for you. And if I eat it, it's I'm bad. And um, whereas nature provides the perfect array for balance. Okay. And so you want some of the foods that come from underground, like potatoes and carrots and beets and, and radishes, because those are going to give you stability. You know, they, they are connected to the earth and they have the roots, right? But then you do want those foods that are defying gravity and reaching up toward the sun and they have that flexibility and they have that, um, they have that ability to withstand the elements come what may, you know, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. And so you want to have like the greens, the berries, the colors, right? That grow up and then you want the things that grow underneath and you want to have that in balance, but like more just as your base, you know? So, you know, it's not the, the one birthday cake that throws you out of balance, you know? It's the all week long, you know, having this weak foundation because there's no real food in my day you know? And so it's just about building that foundation, adding in the plants, the animals, the real food that um, will make you strong to be able to withstand, you know, whatever stress comes. And for some people, stress comes in uh, overwhelmment, which like I said, is the unravelment. And for some people, it comes in the other extreme, which is the tension, the, you know, the pain, the muscle aches, you know, that sort of thing. But either way, if you put your life on the extreme, your body's going to scream at you and say, we can't live like this. You know, we need, we need more balance. I want you to talk about animals for a second, because when you told me about this, it literally blew my mind because it's so simple, but again, not something that we're like putting together inside of our minds. So like we can think very easily about the, the personality of a plant. Right. And so what could be grounding versus what's kind of airy and flowing and moving with the wind and, you know, that kind of thing. But with animals, you had said something to me about a what the animal eats and b the personality of the animal that would define it as a little bit more yin or yan. So can you talk about that a little bit for the, the meat eaters out there? Mm hmm. Yeah, and this, um, this is, I think, um, a really relevant question, um, conversation in uh, these days, you know, as far as um, food quality comes up, because it's not about being necessarily about being vegetarian or vegan or, or eating animal, it's about the quality of what you're eating, you know, so, you know, if you're um, vegetarian, but you're eating all processed food and candy all day, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you're healthier, right? So you are what you eat is, is what we're taught, right? You are what you eat. And that transfer is both physical and deeper than the physical. I feel like it is an, an energetic transfer as well. The physical part is clear. You know, you literally, um, digest the food and assimilate it into the bloodstream. And those vitamins and minerals and whatever you're taking from the food is literally going to make up your 
trillions of cells, your bones, tissues, organs, etc. But then that blood is also passing through the brain and that's where we have 75,000 thoughts a day, 75,000 connections. So the blood is passing through there and affecting your thinking. And so your food is affecting your thoughts. This they didn't teach you in high, in kindergarten. They just say you are what you eat, don't eat junk food. But your food is affecting your thinking, you know, and your thoughts, of course, affect your mood. And, you know, your good mood or bad mood is going to affect your choices. Your choices affect the relationships. How the relationships are going affects the kind of day you're having and the kind of week you're having. And then, of course, you know, the kind of life you're having. And, and I can attest to that because when my diet looked the way it did, you know, 20 years ago, the kind of mood that I was chronically in is largely different uh, than it is now. Um, and it was co constant stress and complaining about how stressed I was and how overworked I was and all of that. And, um, and that is related to what's coming in. You are what you eat is so much deeper than we're led to believe. So take that then to, so plant is kind of easy, you know, the transfer and you can kind of understand it. You can you can embrace the the life force that you're taking in when you see that the plant is still alive. You know that that registers. But now the transfer of animal to animal, this is going to be even even more of an assimilation, right? And so we know that you know, for an example, like if you are frightened. If I frighten you or if I um, certainly come at you with a knife or, you know, I'm about to send you to the slaughterhouse, you are going to secrete stress-fighting hormones. Your blood is going to be filled with um, adrenaline and, and, you know, that particular um, moment of your death and that blood that's created is going to be contained, you know, is going to contain all of that. And that's transferred directly, right? We're taking that in. And so on the physical level, absolutely, we're taking in those stress-fighting hormones as if we need more of those. But then on the deeper level, we're also taking in, you know, what what's contained in that blood as far as the fear and the anxiety and et cetera. So, um, you know, it's just the the deeper, the deeper levels of that. And I think that's what really, you know, propelled me to start looking at food quality, you know, when it comes to uh, animals. And these are the different labels that we see on things, basically like the humanely raised and, you know, different resources of where your animal products are coming from based on the environments that the, the animals are, are grown in or bred inside of. But you had, there was something that you had said too, like that had never left my mind on personality basis of like, okay, well, you know, if your kid is super frenetic and running, ripping around the house, like how much chicken is that kid eating? You know, like, is that the personality yeah. of the chicken that you want the child yeah. to have? Or do you want to give them a little bit more of like that fluidity of a fish just kind of calmly swimming through the ocean or, you know, like that was like, that was very impactful for me. The, the visual of that I, never left me. And, and I do think about it, you know, often, and especially when my kids are making their food selections based on like how ADHD is my child on any given day, you know, and what food is going into his body to balance or support that. 
So I just wanted that visual for people too, that, you know, aren't necessarily looking to just become a vegetarian, that they are connected, you know, to the animal-based proteins and in, inside of their, their diet, um, but how that can be just as applicable, if not more, to the energetics of food and how the energetics of food are interacting with our bodies and our life force and everything that's going on. And it, it is kind of a, um, it's a visual, isn't it? To like think in my head, like, is my liver made of green things and vegetables and, you know, eggs and, you know, whatever, or is it made from Big Macs? Like, that's disgusting to think, to think about it from that perspective, but like how many times, like our liver regenerates like every two weeks, right? So like in any given time period, what has your liver had to pull from? Like what, what's it pulling from inside of the body to regenerate itself every two weeks? So literally your organs being completely made up of whatever it is that you are providing it to regenerate itself. And the, you give a really good um, a point there is that, you know, you're giving, <laughs> no one else is giving your liver this job, right? You know, well, your liver has 500 jobs, but like the, the, the one specific task of filtering the blood, you know, you're in charge of, of what that blood looks like coming in, you know? And so light, uh, clean blood, you know, alkalized blood, you know, that looks like it's coming from a lot of plants and some animals, but not mostly animals, you know, a lot of plants. And then the liver's job is so much easier because now it can take this like thinner blood to come through, you know? So on the other side, it's just easier to, to screen it out, right? But if you have like sludge coming in, right? that's, you know, largely mm, low quality animal products, um, you know, uh, chemicals, you know, things that aren't even food, right, that are, um, you know, highly acidic blood, and that's coming in like sludge. Now your liver's got such a much more difficult time. So it's going to work harder, your blood, your heart has to pump harder to pull that blood out on the other side, right. So it's really a lot about us getting on board with the job that this body just naturally wants to do, you know, like we don't want to put up roadblocks. We want to be on the same team, right? If you want your immune system to work, you got to get on board. Your immune system's trying all the time, you know, <laughs> and then we put up roadblocks. I mean, even just by putting on something silly like antiperspirant, you're getting in the way, you know, your body's trying to detox and you're going out of your way to put up a roadblock for that. Uh, you know, we talk about that a lot of like really just understanding the job that everybody's trying to do. Your immune system's trying to keep you healthy every single day. And the one thing that has, you know, really shocked me in this whole year is how little the conversation is about getting on board with what your immune system's just already trying to do. And it's doing a great job because so many of us are fighting things every single day and walking around with a smile on and Clearly, you know, there's a 99.8% survival rate for this deadly disease. That's not for nothing. That's because your immune system's amazing. And the, you know, the more you get on board with that, um, the stronger you'll be. And I, and I think it is so much about, you know, what, what you're putting in and putting in the foods that your body's recognized for 
a hundred thousand years and knows exactly what to do with and has this history with and has the the components that your body needs to keep those systems running um that's a really good start so moving kind of into the i don't know how many people have heard about ayurvedic medicine but inside of the philosophy of the ayurvedic medicine food is a huge component of that and you know, figuring out a what kind of body type you are, you know, as far as energetically and what kind of food is the best match to you energetically. But there's also a philosophy of eating to the season because like what Jennifer was already saying, the earth provides, right? So wherever, whatever climate you're living in, whatever region of the planet you're living in, you know, all of these different temperate zones produce different kinds of foods. And so depending on the season that you're in and eating what the earth provides. So we're, we're here where we are um, in the United States, we're in the winter season. And so we get a lot of right now, you know, it's pretty easy to, to find the, the, earth-based, like the rooted vegetables. But I want to talk a little bit about the concept of detox because you use that word. And I think it's really, really important. You know, we could talk, we had to have an entire podcast just on cleanse, <laughs> like detox and cleanse. But I think that it's important for people to have something that they can do each and every day, even if it's not considered a detox season mm-hmm. per se. You know, they say that the best time of year is to do your full big cleaning body cleanouts are when, you know, things are in bloom and the body can really get a good sweat on. And not all of us have access to saunas and, you know, different things, especially right now when a lot of people aren't going to indoor gyms and, you know, we're a little bit restricted in what we can do within our resources. And so just talk about just some basic things that people can be doing right now in the season that we're in to support kind of a daily detox for their bodies that's safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, your body has the four detox pathways. So every exhale is a detox. Um, You're cleansing out through the lungs. Every, um, uh, every sweat is a detox. So not blocking that off would be one good way to, to get on board with detox. Um, and then you have your elimination pathways. And so, you know, we always think of, you know, detox as being this sort of like drastic, like, you know, Drano kind of like thing, right? Where your body's really trying to detox or it is detoxing um, every single day, 24 hours a day. Your liver is huge, you know, huge in this function. And so anything that we can do to support the liver is going to be beneficial any time of the year, right? Your liver's on stage between 1 and 3 a.m. So you want to be in deep sleep between 1 and 3 a.m. So that all the energy that's available can be um, used for your liver. And, you know, if you're on the computer or you're awake and you're not resting, you're, you're not going to get as, um, as much of a, um, a job from, from your liver at that time, uh, performance, I mean. And so how do you, how do you support the liver? Um, hydration is huge. And in the winter, especially, I think we talked about this so hard for me, I'm cold and I just want tea and I don't, I'm like forcing myself to drink water because it's one thing when it's hot out and you're actually thirsty, but so I'm always forcing myself to drink water. 
if you wake up and the first thing that you do is have coffee or tea, you're not getting on board, okay? That's putting up a roadblock because you're waking up dehydrated, right? So all night long, your body's using the water in your body to cleanse. And um, that's why you wake up. The first thing you have to do is use the bathroom, right? So your liver and your brain are like raisins. And so you need to hydrate first thing in the morning. And that if you want to have coffee, that's fine. But if I always tell my clients, try to have some water first. Um, if you do have water at any time of the day, um, why not like just double up on that vehicle and add something to it that's going to add to detox. So like lemon, lime, um, any citrus actually, or orange, grapefruit, anything, um, pineapple, that will help um, with detox. Lemon is, is you know, the go-to and it's certainly the Ayurvedic go-to um, because the lemon, especially if you have uh, warm water or hot water, will really seep into the lymph and really be able to help usher out the toxins. So, you know, as far as like a daily thing that's easy to do any time of the year, before your coffee, before your tea, first thing in the morning, warm water or hot water with lemon would be ideal, you know? If that's not for you, then just water before your coffee, you know, any water before your coffee. It doesn't have to be hot. And you had said yeah. green juice too, right? You could do a glass of celery juice or green juice first thing in the morning on an empty stomach to just Absolutely. kind of bathe all the organs. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, I like that you say celery juice because juicing right away, people think like, oh my God, it's so hard. It's so complicated. I have to have 55 things in the house. It can be easy as just a mono juice, one, just celery, just cucumber. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole big um, spiel. Again, if you're doing that before you start any of your dehydrating uh, beverages, you're now you're, you know, you're starting out on top, like you have a fighting chance, right? But if you just get up and the first thing is coffee, you're like kind of trying to play catch up all day and it's really hard. And, um, you know, things like coffee and, and soda and, and especially just, you know, the caffeine in general, they push the body into an extreme, right? And like I said, it doesn't like that. And so you're, you know, forcing the adrenals to pump out three times the amount of stress hormones that they normally would if you just got scared or, you know, were, were under a stress, you know, so that's not exactly getting on board, right? So you want to like hydrate, um, get yourself high quality coffee. My sister is just, um, I'm not a huge coffee person, not because I'm healthy. I just was never into it because I was drinking <laughs> all the soda all those years. But my sister is, and she just um, introduced me to the Life Boost coffee. Life Boost, yeah. And it's no acid and it's super clean. And, you know, that's the kind of upgrade that really is getting on board. And they have yummy flavors too. They had a pumpkin, <laughs> they had a pumpkin spice this past fall. It was literally to die for. It was so right, good. That's what I hear. Um, before that, I was um, advising my clients to try Ticino or the Four Sigmatic mushroom teas or, you know, those kind of things that um, if you're not like completely married to coffee and you just like a warm drink and you want that kind of comfort thing, those are, those are helpful too. But just to go along with what you were saying about um, eating with the seasons, that's that's getting on board with detox, right? Because you're depending on, obviously depending on where you live, but where we are, you know, we're in this 
in this um, zone where it's cold out and you're not getting, you know, a lot of fresh berries or, you know, whatever. So what should we be eating right now? You know, um, you have your, your grains, you have your root vegetables, you have your hearty greens like kale, things like that. Um, and that's actually, you know, in tune with what the body's looking for right now. So it's going to make that assimilation much easier. That's what the liver's looking for now. When the body, like you said, in springtime, really, when the body wants that big push of like clean out the winter stagnation, what's coming out of the ground sprouts, um, you know, asparagus, these things, dandelion, these things are like, you know, candy for the liver like it's exactly what the liver needs it you know i um asparagus and dandelion are really high in glutathione so of course mother nature's brilliant right mm -hmm. when do they come out in the spring when the liver needs more of that it's you know? like the, the thistles and the clovers yeah. and like all yeah. of that and it's set up so perfectly of course we're so you know arrogant to think that we could do it better right <laughs> Like it's set up perfectly. Just get into the flow. Like this is what's coming out of the ground. This is what your body wants. And then you notice it's the warming foods in the winter and it's the cleansing foods in the spring and it's the high carb fruits in the summer when you have more longer days, you know? So it really is a perfect system. Um, and, you know, getting on board is, is easier than it's made to seem, you know, it's easier to just, go through the drive-through or just pick up whatever. And it, it's sort of like we're made to think that that's easier um, or cheaper or it's going to taste better. Um, but the reality is it's not. It's it's no harder. It's, it's no more expensive. You know, it, it all works out in the end. It's just getting through that cultural slash advertising and, you know, all of well, that. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a limiting belief. It's There's a big block there. So you know, we'll, we'll, let's, let's wrap this talk up with learning how to find Jennifer, because for those of you who are like, oh my God, this is way too overwhelming for me. I don't even know where to start. Well, guess what? Jennifer offers all of those services and she has figured out how to do it remotely. So you, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, I'm in Maryland or I'm in Florida or it doesn't matter because if you have something in front of you, like a phone or a computer or some sort of connection, then and she can teach you the steps. She even, she's, she's a published author. She has cookbooks. She has a shopping video. I mean, she, she will literally show you how to shop in your supermarket, what to buy, how to bring it home, how to prepare it and how to cook it. And then she will teach you all of the amazing things that they will do for your body. So I pretty much have just taken away any excuse that you might have for not being able to start doing these things. So Jennifer, just tell everybody how they can access you. Yeah, sure. So my website is feedingyourlife.com and uh, that's the best way to get me. If you go to the contact us um, button up there, that's my direct email and also my phone number if you uh, want to call or text me. Um, that's the best way to get me. You can also sign up for my newsletter on there. And um, uh, I am on Facebook, uh, Jennifer Kelly, but also Feeding Your Life. I'm on Instagram as Feeding Your Life, you are 
feeding you our life. And um, I'm on Twitter as Jennifer Kelly as well. So Awesome. And then for those of you who are yogis and want to check out her Kundalini yoga classes, um, she's doing that through Simplicity Yoga. So you can go to the Simplicity Yoga site. There's class listings there um, and you'll see Kundalini with Jennifer um, show up on the schedule. So you can also have her help you balance your your light tube, um, the rest of your life force um, on top of what you're putting in your face. So I, I just thank you so very much. I think that this is information that everybody needs. And to be able to make the connection on a much higher vibrational level, that there's so much more going on than just us going through the motions of providing food um, for our bodies and for our families, that there's just so much more going on here. Here, and that it's not, we're not just talking about complete support of the immune system. We're also talking about central nervous system response. We're talking about mood. We're talking about clarity of thought and, and clarity of spirit. I, I mean, there's just so much more happening here. Um, and a lot of it we really take for granted. And, you know, with what you're saying to, to get on board and, and start the reprogramming, because I can tell you that with the first cleanse that I ever did, I was so scared. And it was, I mean, what was I scared of? I was scared of releasing my vices, right? Of like having this, this 21 day period where I couldn't have any of my vices, you know, this idea that I was going to have to deprive myself of these things that I was so addicted to and connected to for my support to do this other thing for my body. But I did it. And, you know, going forward, it was like, once you drink that Kool-Aid, you don't come back from it. It, it uh, actually getting to experience that opportunity to literally rewire your brain and literally rewire your central nervous system is unbelievable. You, you, you can't even believe it until you experience it. So I encourage everybody to find a resource that can help you get started because even very, very tiny steps can lead to very big changes. And this doesn't mean that you have to get rid of everything. It doesn't mean you have to deprive yourself. You know, there are ways, very strategic and fun and adventurous ways to move your life in, in a more nutritious direction. So thank you so much for sharing all of your, your knowledge, Jennifer, and for letting us all know where we can find you to get some much needed help. You guys go follow her on social media. There's always things popping up, new tools, new ideas, uh, and go subscribe to her newsletter. Um, take a look at her cookbook and uh, reach out. She'll be very happy to answer any questions or get you started on some sort of plan. So sure. any closing yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to mention um, if you are, like Jenny said, if you're in that space where you're just like, I don't even know where to start. I do have a, um, a four week online course starting in February and that's called Freedom Eating Live. And so it's, um, it follows along with my freedom eating um, book and uh, it's a really great way to start and just- Oh, there's the Healy. <laughs> start and just get the ball rolling, get the motivation going, you know, so. Awesome. Well, so perfect much. timing. So perfect timing. Yes. Well, thank you.
to everyone for tuning in today to the Soul Tribe Saturday with Jennifer Kelly. Uh, looking forward to having you all join us in the upcoming weeks. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, go find me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Jenny Israel CPC. Come check out the website at JennyIsrael.com to see any of the spiritual development courses. And you can find repeat posts of these along with blog posts there that support these podcasts. So when you have a second, please please go give us a review. Um, let us know how much you loved this podcast and this video, and we'll see you all next time. Blessings and light and love to everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one -on -one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.